What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, the hype, episode 253. Lots of stuff to go over. Lots of things going down in the sports card hobby. $12.6 million card. We're going to discuss that. Michael Rubin. Out with Colin Cowherd, talking about the hobby. We're going to discuss that. This week in the hobby is a hot topic. There's lots of stuff to go over. New releases. We've got Optic Basketball. We've got Luminance Football coming out. And then we're going to end the show talking about breaking myths. Stuff that you see on social media that's just not true. So that'll be a great discussion. Thank you guys for joining. Make sure you hit subscribe. Not only do we have the video version, but we're also on Spotify and all your podcast networks as well if you just don't want to look at our faces, which I understand. You don't want to look at my face. You want to just hear my, my voice. That is great. What's up, guys? How excited are you guys for football season, by the way? I'm stoked. Uh, dude, Alex Leatherwood, is, is, what, what happened? Dude? I don't want to talk about the Raiders what, draft picks. What happened, uh, dude? Like, was I think this, is the, this has been the, the worst. Uh, Wasn't he drafted like eight minutes ago? Yeah, it, this has been the worst draft decade in, in Raiders history. So And the Niners, Trey Sermon. The era is over, huh? Yeah. Wow. We're just stacked at running back. He just didn't make the cut. So I don't know about got that. Got a lot of number ones. I don't know about a lot of lot of number threes. A lot of number ones. Four number, four number threes don't equal a one. <laughs> Trey Sermon, I mean, great guy. Ohio State, great pedigree, but just was hesitant to hit the hole. Just doesn't work in the NFL. I, so. Did he ever play? He did. He got hurt last year and then wasn't really doing well in preseason. So, you know, you got to go. Running backs man. are next what man a, up. What a crazy, crazy time in the a NFL. Lot, yeah, there's a lot of surprising cuts. Uh, the QBs. I mean, two QBs from the 2021 class. Oh, Kellen yeah. Mon and Ian Book both cut and both almost immediately picked up by other teams. I believe Book went to the Eagles. Kellen Mond uh, to the Browns. Browns. And I mean, good could, could, there better, could there be a better situation for him? Yeah. Kellen Mond, great situation for Kellen Mond. Wa- Book, Watson's looking so at 11 games, yeah. right? So by the time Watson gets back, they're probably not even in the playoff hunt. I would imagine no way. So uh, Cleveland you, would hope so that they were in the you playoff. Would, you may there. see Kellamond. Is this a hot take to say that uh, I, I think Cleveland could finish easily in last place in that division this year? Like I don't, I do not see them. I mean, I got to drop this well. since we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings, and mm. I'm not sure if he actually did make the team or not. He probably did, but when you got a guy like Mannion back there, there it it's is. hard. It just it's, makes everybody else look bad. It's hard to get on the roster when it's just so stacked. I, pro. I believe he was cut, but will be signed to the practice. Squad. Oh well, because he's good there too. He's probably the best. No, practice they just squad. did that because they just didn't want to offend Kellen Mond. Really, the plan is to have him be the backup, but they had to do some logistics just to not make everybody look bad. So, Sean Mannion will be the starter for your Minnesota oh, I, Vikings. I, I at agree. This point. I agree. Yeah. I mean, he who needs Kirk Cousins? I wish it's trade Garoppolo for Sean Mannion. I think that would be a great move. Let's do it. That'd Bring be, him back to the. That'd bay. be crushing. <laughs> you just at that point yeah just toss it all in the garbage every I all mean, these years I, of collecting I, I, throw it I, away i would go to a niners game with a sean Mannion jersey i'd be like Fair. but I, I isn't i think he was 14 i think, oh. think he's been 14 yeah brock Purdy made the team too, i mean so. he and he would go to the niners and if he was able to wear 14 best-selling jersey 14 man yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the best-selling jersey of all time. Speaking of craziness, we've got our kickoff NFL 100-box 
PYT break going down next Wednesday. That's the day before the uh, Bills beat the Rams on Thursday Night Football. So kick off the NFL season with this 100-box break. Pick your team. Biggest PYT of all time. I, I would like you guys like to Like of all time. Of all time. Like Research of all time. It. Research it. I don't think it's been a bigger PYT ever. We're talking about like 11 different years of product. Lots of 2021. We've got 2,000 SP Authentic in there. We've got 2011 five-star. 2012 five-star. Uh, uh, 2012 products are in there. 2014 five-star. Uh, 2020 National Treasures first off the line. 2021 National Treasures first off the line. 2019 Flawless. It's an insane break. And and somebody in the break is going to win two Super Bowl tickets to this year's Super Bowl in Arizona, which I believe is February 12th. So great, great events in Arizona. You know, who you're rooting on to get there. You might win some tickets, which makes all the teams in play. You could get a cheap team, maybe like the Browns, still have a shot at getting a Jim Brown, maybe a good Baker Mayfield rookie card, and then score yourself a chance to get some tickets. Somebody already took that strategy and bought the Seahawks. So they bought the Seahawks probably because they're like, hey, yeah, I got a chance at some Super Bowl tickets. We've got, we're also giving away Tom, Tom Brady signed football. There's lots of stuff. So head on over to mojobreak.com, find the link for that. And it'll be breaking next Wednesday. <clears throat> so all three of us will be here breaking, uh, enjoying football, talking about football, talking crap about the Rams, probably talking about crap about the Raiders. I don't know if we're going to be talking about crap about the Rams. I'll, I'll tell you, Rams I'll tell you this right now. Um, whoever goes to this game, if the Rams are there, I'll meet you there. I'll hang out. And they'll throw churros at your neck. And I'll tell you what, if the Raiders are there, I'll meet you there as exactly. well. <laughs> don't, know, worry. don't worry, Doug. You don't have to worry about booking a ticket or anything because the Niners yeah, aren't going. Niners, are like, Niners aren't going we're anywhere. Gone. We're gone. Trey Lance the goat. We're gone. We'll be there. We'll be but there actually, let's talk about, if we're talking about Niners, let's talk about the big Niners signing. Genius front office move. $6 million for Jimmy Garoppolo. What a deal. Best <laughs> they can't ever get rid of him. In the league. Uh, literally. He's can never you, can you say that there's, is there a better backup in the entire league? Is, I mean, will, no. Will he, will he play for another team besides the Niners? No, Maybe. At this, at I, this I think point, I'm convinced he never will. I think he is a forever Niner. Yeah. Uh, he's a I, wild card right now. The way it's going right now. There's just no shake in this guy. He's never going away. He's never it's going never away. Happening. He's never going away. He in five years he'll be the quarterback coach. He he will forever be a Niner. He will be the he will be the NFL's version of Udonis Haslam. He'll be <laughs> sixty years old. And it's like, what are you still doing here? Just he's retire, all, man. He's always he's all, we went through four rookie quarterbacks since I've been here. He's like, I'm just I'm just here to basically you know do what? my thing. You know, it, uh, he just adds so much value on, all, on the give bench. Me, give so me much, six so much million. Wisdom. Six million a year. I'll basically hang out. He brings the ladies he, in. He does. He does. He, he loves all, California. And also, I, I get a, it. I get it. I love Santa Clara as well. I mean, I why why and, leave? You know, no, the Niners don't have to throw away their number ten Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys no, now. You get exactly. one more year out of them. Honestly, it makes minimum. a lot of financial sense because there's probably a lot of Jer Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys that need to be offloaded. There's not many. He's really popular, so they're all gone. No. no, yeah, they're all gone. But if he's oh. not on the team, who's going to wear the – actually, Niner fans would wear the Jimmy Garoppolo. He could be playing for the Bears. Hey, like, still, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's still cap jerseys out there teams. in the crowd. There's still cap jerseys no, I, out in the I crowd. I guarantee you there is so much Jimmy Garoppolo merch that is sitting somewhere in Levi Stadium that they're like, we can't. boy, we, he's gone. I, this is all – we're, we're losing all, we, a lot of all, money We have $6 million worth of Jimmy Garoppolo exactly. swag back here. So, Might as well sign him. So everything – evened out by restructuring or the they could have used it as a signing bonus and give them all his own jerseys <laughs> here you go here you go you want thirty thousand jimmy g bobbleheads have them just have him stand outside the stadium selling his own stuff like red during game day 
So, but uh, let's get into this week in the hobby. Killian Mbappe makes some headlines with Panini. We've got uh, we've got some new releases to talk about. So we're gonna head right into that with the uh, the, the new basketball this uh, this week is twenty one twenty two optic, which is a you know one of the top tier products for basketball. C Rad, tell us what you're excited about about optic basketball. I think just the clean. The, I've always loved the clean on card looking autographs from Optic. Um, this is one of the products where, uh, obviously, I like the base, but the the autos are really what shines in uh, in the product. Um, just being able to see the the Optic Chrome on card rated rookie logo of, of these guys is gonna be is gonna be fun. And you got photons. Forget about those, man. Yeah, that's something new that they Second introduced. Year. I think yeah, just last year, right? So photon parallels, and they look pretty nice. They are extremely hard to pull, or is they, are they one per case? I can't remember. They were one per case last year, so I assume. Um, I guess a little bit of controversy. Remember, we had the optic uh, seventy, or what was it, treasures, or what was that subset? The seventy-five years 75th. of NBA, or yeah, seventy-fifth yeah, anniversary inserts that Ian. Uh, Prism basketball had the optic logo. Now in optic, they have. The, the prism, prism version wouldn't have it any other way. Just and then I mean, cross promotion, <laughs> cross pollinating. Yeah, I mean, Panini came out. I think it was a month, about a month or two, month or two ago, and they said that you know we we did make a mistake. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put the obviously they put the optic versions of it in prism, and then they're like, so so we're just gonna put the prism version in optic. Nah, man, they should have they should have came out and just went like, you know what, we just do some we just do some weird and wacky things every <laughs> once in a while. Just keeping be, us on our toes. Maybe Shit. some eBay breakers will sell prism spots. You get all those. From. Yeah, <laughs> and you get all those cards. Confusing. Who's who's people still most excited about for basketball? I know we've had like a you know the season's about to start. You know, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham. Like, what are you seeing mostly in the chat? Like, who are people like? I want this team. Uh, it's still mainly the Pistons right now. Um, I think with the addition of the whoever they drafted this past, um, you know, with the draft with Paolo, I think that the Pistons are still driving the the current twenty one twenty two cards sports cards because they're usually the first team to go in every break that I've seen. And the Pistons have been bad for a while, except for that, that year with, what, Rip Hamilton and... Ben Wallace? Ben Wallace. Well, like, they had a nice run there in the early they, 2000s, back-to-back NBA Finals uh, appearances. Yeah, I think that run went all the way to, like, probably when the Celtics took over that the with East. The, with the big three. Yeah. Tayshaun Prince. So that was, a, that was a really good run for for the Pistons. Chauncey Billups? It was also, like, um, it was not only the Celtics team, but if you remember, it was kind of like it was like kind of like the Jordan and Piston thing too. It was like LeBron couldn't get past the Pistons yeah. for a while, and then he finally like did it, and it was a big deal because well, that, that team was like Pistons. literally all defense yeah. at that time. They right? were a playoff team pretty recently with Blake Griffin, if I'm not mistaken, for that like weird an AC, little right for that very strange little moment where Blake Griffin was a Piston. But like they kind of remind me, and Cade reminds me of like with the T the T Wolf from a couple years ago, where it's like they're building towards something. And Cade yeah. had a really good second half last year, so I I think. I think Detroit as a, like a 7-8 seed is not a strong. Well, you know the biggest problem with Detroit was from like 2010 till almost now was the fact they were getting like the 15th pick every year. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they literally were no would have there. like the mid, they weren't good enough to make it to the playoffs, but they were just on the bubble and they'd have a 15-16 yeah. pick and they just weren't really driving. I mean, you had what, Dambuya, you had yeah. you had guys that just didn't really Pan live out. up to their hype. And yep. uh, so now that it looks like they're on the right track. You know, that, that city's a, a big basketball a few town. Year, so. A few years of high, higher draft picks has really helped them a lot. Yeah. So we'll see them um, competing. Another new release we got this year uh, for football is the brand new uh, 2022 i think we've had four releases now is luminance and uh it's actually kind of newly designed with a little bit more foil on it okay You're getting four hits and uh you know the, the cards look great there have been some vet hits 
My only question is, sheesh. Sheesh. Is that is that an acceptable sub subset name? That's the time we live in right now, Doug. <laughs> and I think I I think moving forward to. Um, not saying I know what Fanatics is gonna do with some of their products, but I have a feeling, you know, because they do they want to um, cater to the younger demographics as well. They're probably gonna start putting these like weird phrase, these young kid phrases. Let's go in their inserts. I'm trying to think of what other let's, card. I'm, let Let's go comes let's, out. Let's in, have a in little the, in the next year, right? Let's, yeah. go. I, let's I, go. It might already be out. We just missed it. But like, let's go, little foil. Let's go, little fireworks. Let's go. This guy F's. You can put that on a card. I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> but hey, um, let's go on a little tangent. What do you think? What What are some popular uh, sayings that we could put on a card that like we're thinking for Panini right oh, now? Oh, brother. Cap. No cap. No cap. Okay. Yeah, no cap. Right. Actually, wouldn't. Even though that's one. that's okay, a phrase well, that's been around for a while. You gotta help me. What does that mean? That, that means I'm not lying. Like no cap. I'm not lying. It's like. It's like no, start. This, it's like starting the conversation with, "Hey man, I'm gonna be honest." Dan's all. No, it means this, dude. No cap. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> hey man, I I really I really did not know. You couldn't run that in baseball though, because then it might be well. Why does he have a cap on? Yeah, no cap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll I'll throw in uh, maybe like it's giving. Like uh, I don't know, you could throw that. You know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. it's like it's giving blah 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 yeah, vibes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You could oh, do vibes. That. Yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. It's giving. Vibes a is a good one. Yeah. Uh, vibes, vibe. Actually, that is the one. Vibes. That's the one. It's too bad we didn't do this like five years ago vibe. for like the dab insert. You know, I just did a dab. I feel like in putting on, putting on vibes or vibes has been around forever. Is that it's, new? It, it, it is. But it's, I, but it's definitely taken on a different life. Like, like you, you just say go the back vibes. and just use, use, some, use it. Use it in we, a sentence. Can we just use like gnarly and rad? Can we just go back to like the get the off 80s? your lawn? Yeah. I, when you <laughs> Doug, when you threw out the like, let's all think of a phrase and. I'm like what like our phrases like you want me to say like cowabunga right now because like nar 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 ninja turtles i don't know what the kids are saying right now Bart knocker <laughs> i don't know what's cool how about a, how about a how about a subset or an insert called go dumb go dumb Ooh, man if there was a bay area, i don't if there was a bay area only team set or something yeah i'm all about I that i don't know stupid. i don't or know how about i don't hyphy. yeah i don't just hyphy that would have been during that maybe generation. maybe hyphy i don't think we can do yeah, go maybe, dumb maybe not, or get not. stupid. I don't think we're. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that's some okay. players wouldn't understand. And they'd be like, "What are you doing to my name?" Go um, dumb. But then it'd be the player though. But, then, the but we have, be like, but "That's we respect." Sheesh. I know. I don't. I, I. I can't use it, man. I, I'm sorry. Get off my lawn. I'm. I'm 40. I'm a man. I can't use sheesh. I just can't do it. I just sheesh. can't. I can. I can ad- I, I've adopted phrases that and are that, well. And that a lot essentially than me. means like, "Wow, right." Yep. Basically, like, whoa! Yep. I see, but see, yep. I still use it like, oh, sheesh, like, oh, like. I still oh, use that. I still use that version of sheesh, but I have adopted this, yeah. this new sheesh. Yeah, yeah. So. I probably would more likely use that, but sheesh. this one, this one, you got to go up. I would. Eight. There's a lot of other words that I would use. This that one, are, you that gotta, are not not acceptable for the show. To do, to that do would, <laughs> yeah, right. To do this, to do this the right way, you almost got to like squeeze your sack so you go a little bit higher off. Sheesh, right? sheesh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like because the way you said, yeah, it's like sheesh, you know, like that, but not like yeah. sheesh. Like, you gotta get up, Doug. You just made me think of what maybe is gonna be the number one insert ever. Uh, anytime an active player in a sport is still playing in that sport at forty years old, get the "I'm a man, I'm 40 insert. <laughs> yes. Albert Pujols, the "I'm a man, I'm forty insert. The Tom Brady, "I'm a man, I'm forty. Five years running. Yeah, with I'm, Tom, six years running. I'm yes. building that subset. 
Did I you? would love that. Give me. The, I want the the all. I'm a man. I'm forty subset of Brady and Pujols. And <laughs> who do we got? In, uh, we already mentioned Udonis Haslam. You, second mention on the show put, today. Can you put over the hill? Like, up <laughs> did you see yeah, that? <laughs> Speaking of, I'm a players, man. I'm forty. Players unions might have something to say about that. <laughs> Leather helmet era. Yep. <laughs> Ancient. Um, no, it says reminded me of a tweet I seen, and you might have even retweeted it, and I'm probably gonna mess this up, but I think it was like what 20 years ago, Albert Pujols, Serena Williams, and then uh, Albert Pujols hit a home run. Serena Williams was in a game, yes. and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., Dante Bichette, and some and, and Biggio, Craig Biggio, right? So then it's like 20 years later, you had Albert Pujols hit a home run again. Serena Williams in the game. You had Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and uh, Bo Bichette. All doing the same thing. All, all got a hit in the game. Yeah, pretty wild. Pretty pretty wild. It was really wild. I was like, wow, that's that's where we're at. Time. We're all getting older, we're and all... yet and yet, Serena and Albert still doing their thing. Now, Albert Pujols probably played in the same era as Dante Bichette. <clears throat> uh, right at the tail and end. Probably probably when yeah. Pujols came up, Dante Bichette was probably ending his career. Yes, almost definitely. Vlad and Albert were almost contemporaries, basically. Yeah. Vlad started a little earlier. A little bit earlier. But, but basically not contemporaries. Probably maybe four or five years earlier. Yeah, just about. But they were they were in their prime. They were probably all-stars. Oh, for sure. They went to a lot of... They yeah. were in a few home run derbies together, in yeah. fact, I want to say. Yeah. So, uh, sheesh. On a side note, Dan, our, our friend of the show, Doug Plagans, said that you need to listen to the Bad Religion Christmas songs. Ooh, so oh, said you might right. might seen, change your opinion on Christmas songs. Maybe. I've seen I've seen Bad Religion live. Bad Religion live. I think that would actually be pretty good. I I'm good with like good bands making Christmas albums. Uh, I just don't want to hear the same songs that I've been hearing for. Pretty life. much 40 years. I also failed to mention, uh, I believe it's out there, Master of Darkness, Christopher Lee, who formerly played Dracula, and also you probably know him from Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, uh, did multiple like spoken word metal albums and did one of a spoken word Christmas metal album, and it rules. So wow. there, I'll throw that into the ring. That is Sounds insane. Good. That is super niche. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds like it's going after a very specific demographic. Very specific <laughs> demo, <laughs> i.e. me. Uh, so Mbappe signs an exclusive autograph deal with Panini. I know people have been hunting for Mbappe, and I, I, you know, the rumor was that he wanted too much money. Nobody wanted to sign him, or he just didn't want to sign autographs. Well, the deal is done. And uh, they will arrive for the FIFA Road to the National uh, uh, National Treasures FIFA Road to the World Cup product, which Huge. will release in uh, September, followed by the Prism FIFA World Cup in October and Eminence in December. So they we're did announce Eminence going soccer. In. We're going in big. We're going in big with we're Mbappe. Big. This is going to be crazy, though, <clears> because it's going to be like essentially his first rookie. I mean, he's not a rookie anymore, but it's going to be his first autos, which should command a premium. Did, did they uh, release the details of the deal? Like how much he was getting for this deal or anything like that? Uh, did we get any check. details on that one, I'll, Cody? I'll double check right now. I'm assuming the eminence is going to come out. It's going to be a World Cup eminence. Yes. Not it not not just an Mbappe Well, eminence. it does say pre Prism FIFA World Cup Qatar in October and eminence in December. So it doesn't say eminence World Cup, though. It could, just just be eminent, it could just be eminent soccer, just general. I mean, last time they released an eminent soccer, it was World Cup. So I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. Maybe they just didn't type it on there. Looks like he's also going to have uh, Panini Authentic 
autographs on you know photographs, soccer jersey or soccer balls and jerseys as well. So didn't he just come out in a team set for tops that had autographs in it? Yes, it's. A, I was about to mention there is a uh, PSG team set and it has autos of him, Neymar and Messi wow. all in it. It's going to be a massive set when it comes out. Wow. And then is that an online only thing? I'm, uh, I'm assuming. I'm not entirely sure. I think we have a case coming. Uh, yeah, oh, it's actually, a transcendent type of product. Yeah, he's a central Got part you. of the Team Pacific 21-22 Topps Grown Paris St. Germain uh, team set. Uh, no financial details from what I can find, um, um, but there will be Panini Authentic items that will become available in October uh, on top of all. Well, it looks like they've kind of locked Mbappe up for a while, right? It's an interesting move considering everything we've talked about with Tops, like the uh, obviously the move when uh, the, uh, the 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 sticker deal. Uh, no, the World Cup is still locked in on, with Panini as of right now. As of right now, but mm-hmm. clearly an interesting move by Panini's part that as as Tops was taking more and more soccer <coughs> licenses to get a guy like Mbappe, who I'd say is probably your top two or three soccer stars to still for collectors right now, maybe face, number face one. Face of soccer collecting right I now? I think so. Yeah, I would definitely yeah, think so. Yeah, I think collectors could be comfortable, uh, the soccer collectors, that Panini's going to have soccer for a while. I don't think, well, at least with the World Cup and the and the stuff like, and the stickers. I mean, they clearly are, I, I think this to me signals that if they're going to keep anything, they have said, okay, let's at least make sure we lock down this World Cup stuff. But again, this can all change with you know what the, the, here's the other thing we've we've come to know is that anytime panini's like here's a huge de- deal we've just made here's a huge announcement we just made tops and fanatics swoop in and say uh here's an even bigger deal so a little chess game back and forth so we'll see what the next move is yeah, we'll see. speaking of fanatics we've got michael rubin going on the colin coward show about two days ago the the the, the new show that colin coward has and talking about the hobby for a snippet or two and uh kind of the main points to take out of that was he said redemptions are not acceptable and he doesn't understand why they exist uh so we can touch on that first uh you know we've been in this industry for almost 10 years now and 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 we understand why there's redemptions do you think there's any chance that michael rubin can eliminate redemptions and i'll start with dan um i mean i should say fanatics not just michael rubin yeah we've been doing i mean i'm all i'm i'm on board figure out the logistics of replacing redemptions and not having them in the product uh there's certain players that you're gonna need especially rookies you're gonna need to have in the product to sell it like there's certain marquee rookies that you may not get back in time. You're either going to push back the product, but you have to put that player in or those players in. There's no way around it. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm all I'm all ears if I could if if I could hear like what they're going to do to try to alleviate redemptions. I think that is been something that we've talked about forever. Um, I think Panini was really on the right track for pretty much a decade where they were honoring expired redemptions. Um, I think that was basically the best thing that they can do in the situation, saying, hey, like we know it expired in two years, but if we ever do get this card back and you really want it and you want to hold out for it, we'll honor it. Um, I mean, I, I always thought that was a great, great way of handling the situation. But logistically, these players... You have them for like a very limited time. You have these different events over the years. A first one specifically for football, you have the rookie photo shoot. 
these players are only going to be able to sign so many stickers and so many on-card autos in that one session. Uh, you're going to have like 25, 30 releases of that category. So redemptions are almost going to be a certainty. And that's, I mean, on-card autos, right? So you're, yeah. you can only plan so far. I mean, one thing that Panini's done great, because we've been to the rookie photo shoot, is... I think it was maybe the 19 or the 18, maybe they started in 18, is they started giving these guys, like, incentives to sign more. Like, there was, like, Kobe autographed shoes if they signed 7,000 like stickers. A dr- it was like a drone? There was, like, a drone at, like, there was different levels because they were aware that, like, hey, I know these guys are getting per, and, that, and this is on top of what the per, per autograph, whatever they're signing. They just want these guys to be motivated to give them as many autographs as possible, and and these guys don't like that. I mean, you talk to any of the guys at the rookie photo shoot, and they're like, oh, I've been signing all day. Nobody's super excited about that. Uh, they know that's their job, and that's their kind of their thing that they need to do for this event, and they do it as much as possible. But, you know, I'm sure Padini was dealing with guys that signed 200 autographs and bounced. Yep. Well, it's like, well, do you want some Kobe shoes? Do you want a drone? Like, you got to sign more. And we're not only going to pay you, but we're going to give you incentive. They've done their best to try to get it. But, I mean, frankly, these guys that have $20, $30 million deals – what, why, why do they want to sign for $20 an auto or whatever it is? Now, Fanatics may pay more, and there is some incentives with Fanatics. Fanatics does give players profit sharing, so they maybe have a little bit leverage there. Uh, but I think it's just, you know, young kids and young players, they've got other things they're doing. Maybe some of them are building a family, and, you know, they're, they're, their lives are too busy to do this. And, you know, you sign them up for a proc, and maybe they can't fulfill their obligations <clears> because they're too busy. Or they get, you know... God forbid, you know, the COVID. Now we're going to get a little COVID notice, notification on the I podcast. Two of them, probably. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> you know, God forbid something like that happens, and then they can't even travel to sign. So it, there's a lot of hurdles in getting these uh, redemptions. Uh, C-Rad, what do you think? I mean, what do you think is in terms of, like, improving redemption? Is there anything that they can do? I mean, the only the only thing that I can think of is if we started going – and I'll sorry, I just one tidbit real quick. <laughs> I'm not Conrad. Um, <laughs> are you ready for change? I'm not. I'm not Conrad. No, if they uh, if they get rid of autographs <clears throat> and they make it more, mm, of we a, don't need that. Uh, I know, I know, but I'm saying like that would get rid of redemptions if it went more towards a paralleled, uh, numbered and base cards um, instead of guaranteed autographs. And now, over to Conrad. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Uh, no problem. Um, I mean, adding on top of what you guys are saying already, I think after listening to him talk on this interview, I mean, if anybody can pull it off with the kind of money that Fanatics has and Tops has, Fanatics and Tops together, um, and with the Tops experience already, the guys that the, that have been there, I I think they, if they, I'm hopeful that they can they can figure it out. I really am. Um, Tops already in general does a pretty good job, and I know they only deal with one sport, you know, so it's a little, it's a little bit easier for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they had multiple sports, they, you know, you did see more redemptions from them as well as many as probably as Panini. But um, in general, I was I feel like Tops already does a pretty good job with not only not having as many redemptions as Panini, but also fulfilling them a lot faster. So with or, you know Ruben at the helm and Fanatics taking over and the resources that they have and the profit sharing and the leverage they'll be able to have over like with the players because like they're like hey you guys you guys gonna benefit off of this too so let's get this done right yeah so i'm i'm very optimistic that they're gonna be able to solve this and not have like if not zero redemptions very little redemption i'm just scared that they just they start throwing people out because like 
yes, you need the rookies to Dan's point. But, like, say they're like, oh, we just can't get Curry to sign. Well, now he's not going to be in the product. Like, I'd rather have a Curry redemption. Can't can't get Brady. Can't yeah, get can't get Brady. Rogers. Okay. And, you know, so then you start pick, pick, picking out products that you just you, – you need some of these pivotal guys to get in. And you're just like, we don't want to deal with the redemption, so we're not going to put it in there. But, like, I think collectors – that's the funny thing is collectors don't want redemptions. But if they pull a Curry card that sells for 15 grand, it's a redemption. They're going to take that. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and, and to the same to the same point, Curry uh, customers don't want redemptions, but if they get an auto of a guy that's not as high tier as Curry or Brady, if they get a um, um, Alex English, they're going to be pissed about that. Oh, Alex English is on the checklist? No Steph Curry on the checklist? Right. Like, what's going on with this product? Exactly. Sorry, we had to replace Steph Curry with Alex English. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe Boy, they we're should. We're trying to move away from redemptions. You understand, right? <laughs> Well, and you've seen some questionable redemptions, like you know, and no hating on like Grandma Ma or something, but like yeah. if you get yeah. like a you get like a Larry Johnson, he's like just you know, you don't need it, right? Like just just I mean, I, and I also don't want to sound like it sounds like Doug and myself are like pro redemption, like we're not, we're not, we don't want to see redemptions, but we know, unfortunately, they do add value to the products. Again, because you don't want to have a product that is missing these marquee players. Yeah, and there's a yeah, there's a fine line of, of, of value too. But yeah, like you can't like, what if Cade Cunningham didn't sign and they're like, whatever, we'll make a product without him. You know, so I feel like Fanatics is learning, but they're still a little green. So it's like if they take over and they're just like, you know, half the checklist is gone. That's because true. Because of redemptions. Um, and they're like, hey, aren't you happy there's no redemptions? I don't think collectors will be happy. Would you, I mean, the other way of thinking about it, would you prefer 2,500 points instead of a Tom Brady auto? No. I, I, think, don't think, I, don't think any, I don't think any collector would, right? No. I think if they, and, and he's got it right, he says take, be, take better care of collectors. That is the main point. I think what you, the fatigue on redemptions, the most fatigue on redemptions, is guys that have waited two, three, four five years i think it's people can wait three to six months you know maybe maybe a year at most but i think you have to be better and maybe even more proactive as a company yeah to say hey this is what's <clears throat> happening you know a lot of these you hear the same story again i ha- i don't yeah. have the patience to call yeah. but i've heard so many of my customers that say i was on the phone with panini for i waited for an hour and a half and they told me i had to call back and i called the next day and then they didn't answer my call and then i sent them an email they didn't respond and, and you have all that right so that's i think that's the challenge is yeah. if collectors knew that there was an expiration date or i mean like a I need to get this auto by this date. I think they'd be fine by, it. but right now I think the redemption cloud is is there's no guarantee on it, what date yeah. you're going to get. It's just going to take There forever. is one. There is one, I, you probably see this on Twitter as well. And every time the story of tops and redemption comes up, there is this one Twitter account I don't know the name off the top of my head, but he always posts a picture of a I think it's a Mike Piazza Tom Seaver dual auto. Mm-hmm. That is from like 2012 or 2013 that they never obviously redeemed for I think it's the, the Mets collector that used to buy for the it. obvious yeah. the obvious facts that I mean Tom Seaver had passed away um, what do you what do you think the best recourse is for situations like that I mean do we Obviously, you're not going to be able to like maybe get like a, a Mike Piazza auto that is lower numbered, but you're not going to get the dual auto. Not going to happen. Um, what what do you what do you think? What what can manufacturers do in like unfortunate circumstances like that? 
Just leave the Tom Seaver part blank and send it, send him it with Mike Piazza's. I don't know. I mean, or find another sticker auto of a Hall of I don't know. Nolan Ryan was a Hall of Fame Met pitcher. You could throw him on there. That would make up. I think most people would feel like that would make up for it. Sure. I'm sure. If, sure. I, again, it's easy. Like, ah, what stickers you got lying? But around? I mean, I think say, I've but. seen. I think I've seen that tweet with that picture of that redemption at least twenty times. No, I think you need to get a, a medium and just try to get. You know, bring in Seaver in and it, sign through, it's the, just one through of the media. Things, that'll like, work. I know, like I know Hollywood media. I know right? somebody from Tops has seen that same tweet. Like somebody needs to step in and be like, "What do we got to do to just make this go away?" <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it's every day. It, exactly, and, there, and there's there's a lot of that though. It's almost overwhelming for whoever runs their customer service yeah. and redemption department to yeah. actually. It's it's one of those things that you like kind of dig a hole, and then by the time you're done digging that hole to fix it, there's more dirt gets thrown on there, and it's like a never ending thing. So hole? it's a never ending hole. It's a ne- it, well, I mean, you're Bottomless never getting pit. anywhere. You're never digging in. You're never fixing the problem. It's just continually to pile up on you. I think yep. that this what why I think Ruben has the confidence to say something like we are going to get rid of redemptions, and because yeah, I think you're the fear of like. <clears throat> Does that just mean like, oh, we couldn't get Derek Jeter's auto for this product? Well, there's not going to be any of his autos in this product, which is something I think there's a legit fear there. But I think that Fanatics has so much built-in sports relationships with the NFL, the NA, all these leagues, and with the players' associations. And the players' associations are now getting a better deal now. Now they are all – like the players are, are getting more money back now than they were previously. So I think that they are trying to sweeten the pot as much as possible to be like, look, we've given the Players Association a bigger cut than they used to. We're giving the leagues a bigger cut than they used to. So now you got to do your part of this. And I and I think also the Fanatics may have more autos lying around and more stuff that they can make up for it, whether it be signed jerseys, signed memorabilia, stuff <clears> like that. So I think that they are banking on all these relationships and, again, that – they have done so much to basically give the leagues and the players everything that they would want because there's the players and the, they know what's what's happening in this in in the sports card world to some extent they know things have blown up and i think that by getting a fair cut that is their sort of logic of like that's how we're going to get rid of redemptions we're just giving them more money i got i got an idea this is this is a good idea all right this is a good idea Lay it on a, shut it off all right yeah no then then we're going to then i'm done um, what about if you actually insert the autograph cards, but not autoed into the set, right? Hear me out. So you have the shaded area that it says top certified autograph. And I know you're probably going to have like a rebuttal to this, but just hear me out. You can go and basically there's scheduled times where this player will make an appearance, maybe somewhere mm. in your area or an autograph signing and you get to show up and get your card signed because you have the tops certified autograph, essentially live redemption. No. That way you get to meet the player and get an in-person this autograph. Is, on and that's all a fine and dandy, Dan, if we were all not shady. This so. this is also... <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was going to be a rebuttal. No, that's a great idea, Dan. This is, what, this is the equivalent <laughs> of you gave me a sweater that's a size too big or small on Christmas. Now you just gave me a chore. You are making me run an errand. Oh, so you don't want to meet the player. No, it's fine, but it's like I'd rather just have the auto right there. It's like now I got to... Now I got to... Like, I had things to now do. Now you got to put pants on and yes. go outside? Precisely. No. <laughs> this I had errands to run on Saturday. I had stuff to do. I had to mow the lawn. I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet Derek Jeter. No. I got to leave my house now. Yeah. 
So how does it? How do they? How wow. how's the auto certified? Does it now get a sticker on it to be certified from the player? That's the only way you can it do already, it. It right? already it already has like the shaded. I mean, it's the same thing. You well, just, then you, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You're gonna have gonna people. Say, you're, you're gonna, gonna have, have guys practicing gonna, the auto. You're gonna have people who are gonna sign it and then sell it. I get it. Maybe you do have like a sticker that goes on it or something, but. Man, but I, I agree with you from so, an see I agree that idea you, is awesome. I agree with you from an aesthetic <laughs> though. Like, don't use just those plain blue redemptions or the white redemptions. Actually, have the card, and then just put like this is a redemption where the autograph is, and then you get a re, re, like then at you, le- get, but at least then you like, get to redeem it in person and meet the player, and then get the autograph. And then you could do that. I mean, I mean, maybe that's yeah. what Ruben, maybe Ruben maybe they just do. have they have like like every signing that they do, they have a stack of like cards that they go yeah. oh you got that redemption here you go sorry. you get to meet me now I'm saying from again a, Cody's from a, like I gotta get dressed nah. and go do this I yeah, so, gotta sorry. sit in traffic sorry Clay and, Thompson I gotta I gotta uh, do gotta clean the grout in my uh, floor <laughs> tiling I got stuff to do I'm a busy man busy man busy man I was just thinking from the aesthetics of looking at a like you know you hit a big redemption like a logo man or like you hit that triple auto Curry uh, Luca and Trey and like it sucks to show it on video, you know. Like it would we be nice. Even, to, like, I don't. I don't even really like to take pictures of it because it's like it's cool, but it's like you don't get the, the same effect. And right. You, How about like a digital NFT cameo? type of oh, like I didn't even think that that is how they're going to do this it's going to be oh we don't have enough autos what if we gave you a one of one NFT of Steph Curry and and it's and like a personalized yeah. like hey what's up thanks for pulling my card I'm, that, out, I'm out of the NFT I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm still huge in NFT so I'm, I'm down with that actually I, I, so, I, I think though got you ideas a, man I got ideas I mean we're, idea, seeing, man. we're seeing a microcosm of the hobby right here you had halfway going nah I'm out and Having hell yeah, I'm in, and I just think it would be too divisive. And I, and I actually too divided. And I have no opinion really whatsoever right, on yeah. either one of them. I can right. take NFTs or not take NFTs, but I came up with the idea, be, so be, roll with it. Before we get any uh, further, <laughs> <laughs> before we move on, I think another point uh, that he made that I thought was interesting is he said that. Uh, the uh, marketing in the hobby needs to improve because I think he said that the budget is uh, less than one percent, according to him, yeah. uh, of towards marketing in which sports is, cards. Which is something that we we we've known that that you well, know. but they let us market it for them. Yeah, that's right. that's why. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which is like which is like their way of like what, yeah. What about if you put marketing? what about if you put like all of their partners' marketing into place? And have that as a dollar amount. Right. I bet. I bet it's more than one percent. Because you're right, Doug. Like, I wish I could have a company do the marketing for us. Right. Yeah. And that's. And I think that's what. But I, I was also thinking. Like, yeah. We 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 definitely need more marketing. But how do you convey it? It's like you. How do you convey it in a commercial? How do you inv- uh, convey it in print? How do you convey it on social media that this product's coming out and there's four autographs so you have a chance at a Mahomes and then people are going to think that, you know, it's very hard to market this and there's probably a way to do it and guys like him being very smart will probably figure out ways to do it. But, uh, you know, I-, I would love that. I would love more in-stadium stuff. I think they need to give more packs out at stadiums. You know, maybe when you're walking in, you get a pack of Panini if you're going like to Like the way they game. give out bubbles heads. Yeah, I mean, and that would be... I mean, why don't we start doing in stadium giveaways you know how they like you know section 218 row 14 you all get yeti coolers like why don't we just do like that but with boxes of baseball cards i mean we got trading card days in most no but uh, like but like how about a whole box like here's a whole box of tops chrome for this whole row damn and then you just have people ripping packs in that whole row where are they giving out yeti coolers to my wife my wife got one 
at a Giants game. Really? She had to carry it back on the Caltrain, and it was a giant Yeti cooler. <laughs> Damn. Or her whole section one. Her whole her the her whole row. Wow. Oh, this is one row. It was one. It was one row, and it wasn't like a little Yeti cooler. It's a giant Coors Light branded Yeti cooler. Yeah, they they, they have to do. They have to start doing stuff like that. That that that'd be awesome. I mean, you got you know in some stadiums you have a forty thousand fans, fifty thousand fans. You know, I mean that's that's probably a lot cheaper than running a thirty minute or thirty second ad on a ma- major you know game, right? So yeah, uh, dollars to dollars. Plus, plus all those people will bring it home, they'll they'll rip it up and they'll be like, That was that was interesting. No, me, have have up. people rip it up, like leave the camera on them. Bring bring like four or five cameras up there and have like in between the inning, like you have people ripping it and you're just like showing out the cards like on the Jumbotron. Yeah, but can you you can't really give hits out that way, right? I'm saying you get a whole box, box series one or whatever of, of Topps Chrome or Topps Chrome. I have seen. I definitely have noticed the cards advertised way more during baseball, baseball, MLB TV, baseball games. I've noticed it way more there than any other sport. Um, now it's it's the other sports I have to catch up, which is crazy because I think in baseball, you know, I think when the outside world thinks of like cards, I say baseball cards, but when you're in this world, baseball is easily third I mean, in this it, world. It's which so, is now that I'm thinking about it, though, Panini had the summer league banners like the they whole did. time. And, um, and they had, they had Mahomes, when Mahomes got drafted, the, the Panini banner was behind him. That's so true. you That's know true. they they've they've went out and done that a lot of soccer stuff they've done they had Kobe um, do so, playing soccer one time for a World Cup release in 2014 and he had autos in 2014 there's, World Cup there's, there's definitely there's room to improve I ba- think though, basketball sure. was doing a lot like a lot of their pregame shows they had like. Grant Hill opening Grant up Hill pack, opening yeah. up packs and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I maybe mean, he's it, looking more at tops um, than Panini first, because I, I feel like Panini's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it, it's hard to explain. You know, this whole this whole thing in, in, in an ad. So that's 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 what's really confusing. Yeah. And I think Doug, we were talking before. I think you were talking about that. You could say, oh, you're going to get four up to four autos. You could pull, uh, you know, you could pull LeBron, no, not LeBron James, but you could pull uh, Lamelo Ball auto or Mike Trout or whatever it may be. And then the disappointment maybe of the outsider coming in and going, well, I didn't get any of these guys. Like, what's the point? Right. I thought I was going to guarantee to based on your injury. But I think that as in, again, I don't want to say, I don't want to make a one-to-one comparison to what we do in like betting, but like as, as the sports fan community becomes more accepting of a game of chance like betting and saying well it's just fun it makes it more fun I mean I think that idea of like well it's always a game of chance and even with cards it's not like you end up with nothing at the end of the end of the day you end up with you break it open with your kids or you you see those cards down the road and you go oh look at these I used to collect these so you're still ending up with something fun and tangible yeah, with yeah. the added chance of for a sort of sports betting community oh I could also possibly make a lot of money doing this there's always that outside chance and I actually, this is kind of off topic, but it's still a fanatics topic, and it's just something for you guys to think about. And I want to make the statement that I don't care about game used or player worn. I, I, I just like a nice patch. Uh, but if fanatics takes over, what do you think there's going to be more of in terms of relics? I, I think, I think we're going towards the player, player worn. I mean, what kind of inventory? Do, yeah, do they? Have? They have a lot of jerseys and a lot of hats. I mean, literally I think, everything. I think I think the player worn is a thing that will never go away. But I think it's a match made in heaven for them, right? Because you've got you know X amount of uh, jerseys. They and I, I think about it like on the same conversation because they have so much inventory. 
we can start seeing maybe gone long gone are the days where we just see the single color jersey true yeah and everything has a nice patch i mean i've been saying this for a while like there is definitely an investment opportunity for picking up true game used relics there could be, but if you look at the sales, it doesn't matter. I know, I know, but it may, in 10, 15 years, it may matter. Well, and I think where the play is, and don't hate me for that, I'm just saying, you look at the sales, it doesn't matter. If there was a significant difference on a game-worn, use a player-worn, then I'd say you're right, but game-worn, just it doesn't matter price-wise. What I think the play is, is on like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird, guys that have since long retired, and there's only going to be a finite amount of their jerseys out sure, there, right? Sure, sure. So I, I think that's the play, but I know we're running, uh, we've got like 19 more minutes here and we've got and we have about we have about 75 more topics yeah 13 more topics so so. i mean we could briefly touch on the card shows i was at the burbank card show on sunday it was madness on sunday i heard it was even crazier on saturday Uh, i heard there was a two-hour line to get in on saturday in fact some collectors waited in line and then even get in because they closed by the time they could get in because there was still a long line throughout the day. A wow. good problem to have. It just shows you how well the hobby is alive and thriving. So Sunday was great. I mean, there was another long line, um, but not quite as long. I got I got in. Um, and it was like you couldn't fit any more people in that place. And this was on Sunday. So lots of stuff going down. You had your influencers there. You had uh, tag grading, which I sat through and seemed like uh, as much as I saw the picture on somebody else's social media account and I wanted to laugh, I actually sat through a presentation and um, they look like they have their stuff together. I'll have to wait and see what they do, but they're brand new. Um, it was a lot of, lot of cool stuff going down. Props to Rob Varis out there throwing a good show. The uh, airport was literally walking distance to the show. So that's, was, awesome. that's why I went because I was like, I could hop off the airplane, walk to the show, and then go right back when I'm done. So I went out there Sunday, bought some cards, spent my money real <clears> fast. <throat> and uh, Dan was set up at the All Cards Weekend in Denver. So he can talk a little bit about that. So, all right, the All Cards Weekend in Denver, Colorado. Um, I'd like to first off thank John and Mike for putting on an absolutely awesome show. Uh, super well attended. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday night was like kind of like a preview night, four to eight. Um, heavy foot traffic throughout the whole show. Tons of autograph signings from the uh, the Denver Broncos, which was uh, pretty cool. And I saw uh, Jake Plummer was there, and he was ins- the snake. he was in- he was inscribing Mile High Mushroom Farmer. Oh hell yeah! Um, which was pretty dope. Uh- <laughs> if you and if you, and if anyone's like, why would he do that? Just Google what Jake Plummer looks like now and what he now does for a living, and you'll get it. So I don't. I don't, gonna, I, don't, do I, don't I don't even have to. I don't even have to Google it. I can. <laughs> I, I already. I can guess. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, lots of lots of. Uh, I think you could take away the the mile, right? Yeah, pretty much. Lots of <laughs> single cards. Any card you could really think of was out there. A lot of. Um, a lot of baseball, a lot of football. Surprisingly, uh, hockey cards, super hot. Uh, we don't have, I mean, obviously the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, so that kind of uh, got everybody looking for the Kel McCars and stuff like that, but uh, it was crazy. We sold out completely of hockey wax. Nice. Wow. Which, which was surprising. You you set up in the Bay Area, and you may sell a box or two of hockey. So, so that was- Sharks uh, County, baby. What's hockey? Was, 
Hockey. Yeah, it was pleasant surprise. Oh, you got to change your voice like for it too. Huh? Hockey. Oh, okay. You say yeah. It, say it from the stomach. Yeah, here. you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta get that growl out there. Um, one thing I noticed, and I wanted to ask you about it, is, I mean, the amount of youth walking around. I mean, and I know we've talked about this at the national as well, but like, same thing in the Burbank show. I was like, there's. 10, 11, 12 year old kids, kids with their little cases and stuff. And, you know, even in their teens. And then, of course, you got your 20 year olds. And it's, a, it, you know, it's a nice thing to see, right? I had, some kids, the, the I had some kids like heavily negotiating on boxes, too. It was, it was a good time. That's it was awesome. A good time. One kid came up Art to me and he was like, deal. he's all, yeah. He's like, I figured I'd come up to your guys' booth on Sunday because I know dealers don't want to leave with product. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay. How old is this kid? He's like ten. No. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, I love it. A little shark. Like that kid's gonna be. Oh, like, you're hired. Yeah. He's, he's deaf. Is that <laughs> Mark Cuban's son? Or? A little Shark Tank right uh, there. That was, that was Gary's V son, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Getting them started young. Little kids asking, "How are your margins looking?" Like, who are you, kid? Let's get out of here. So, um, to basically close out the all card show in Denver, I think they're going to be doing two shows next year uh if you're in the area even if you're not in the area i would definitely go out there uh we will be setting up both times next year i think it's a a can't miss show uh so yeah again props to john and mike putting it on yeah the hobby is live and well um and uh you know You've got your old. Uh, it's just uh, the generations of collectors now is great to see, and and it gives it gives you a lot a lot of hope for the future of this hobby and its growth. So, uh, but let's get into the uh, one of the things I couldn't buy at the Burbank show because of this the fifty two mantle. Just all the ones and twos are now ten twenty thousand dollars more. But the fifty two mantle sells for twelve point six million dollars this past Sunday. Makes all national news. Great story about the find. Al Rosen, Mr. Mint, rest in peace. And uh, gets into this guy's collection It's and gets a SGC 9.5. $12.6 million. Did we ever think the day? I know we talk about that. I feel like this is like. Unreal. Wasn't that when you were like, we were like, there's going to be a $4 million car. There's going to be a $5 million car. Now we're like, now we're at $12.6 million. That's a mansion. Now, not just a house. That is a mansion. I have to Unreal. I have to look back at what episodes we said. I should have done it before we went on. But there was definitely an episode, I want to say, almost a year ago now. Maybe a little less than that. October, it was, November. It was an episode. I think it was just me and you. Yeah. It was, it was just, an ep- I think it was, it was just me and you, C-Rat, on there. And yeah, we and were talking about, will we get to, when are we going to get to a $10 million I, You know, I could actually tell you exactly what the episode was. Because I remember we were making jokes about... Uh, grading VHS tapes. Ah, uh, yes. Which and, uh, I and which Beckett became now, a thing. Yes. <laughs> Beckett is now doing that for a short period of time. Because you were talking about grading games, I think, on that episode. We were talking about grading games, and we're like, next is going to be VHS tapes. Like, I'm going to get a a new uh, a new Goonies VHS, and it's going to be worth a million dollars, which it probably is now. Well, I mean, I think Beckett teamed with that uh, great VHS mm-hmm. grading company. If they, if I'm bad idea, say, Beckett. Yeah. Well. well. Which grading company? Uh, I don't know their exact name, but it's like the official VHS grading company that like that's in somebody's basement, dude. Oh, Is wow. it really? I didn't know it. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. That's Allegedly. my business, guys. I, I don't want to let the ha- uh, cat out of the bag there. Allegedly. Basement basement grading. That's my that's my company. Might be VGS. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. 
Uh, I guess this guy bought this card in 1991 at a Father's Day baseball card show in Madison Square Garden for $50,000. So, uh, and I believe he told a story. He said he wasn't sure if it, it was a popular radio DJ uh, at the time that said he was an idiot. And he thinks it was Howard Stern that said, somebody bought a card for $50,000. You're a moron. So, you know, I can see 30 Stern years later, that. this card sells for $12.6 million. What's the tax on that? Is that 30% tax on that? Uh, more than that. I thought 40, right? 38? 38%? Damn near 40. And that's different from state to state, right? So he's in uh, New Jersey. I think there's still that federal tax, though. Who knows? I mean, okay, wait, 12.6, maybe he gets, I don't know, 3 million. <laughs> Three million more than he had yesterday. True. Well, he does. Re- he does run a recycling and solid waste business in New Jersey. So, you know, he has that. Going Take a nice vacation, taxes. my man. That was a great investment. Yep. Yeah, they had their um, their whole family with them. Now, there are other rumors about this card is that um, there is a PSA ten version of this owned by the Diamondbacks owner, Mr. Burns. And apparently he was offered $45 million for the PSA 10, and he turned it down because he doesn't need any money. So some are saying, what if somebody was to crack this out, go to PSA, get a 10, and then, you know. Are we just assuming it would get a 10? I mean, if you're PSA, you kind of want to give it a 10, right? I, yeah, that defeats the whole, like, that, that That phrase literally defeats the whole point of grading, right? <laughs> like, if they're like, of course, of course they want to give it a 10. What's but the you can't fee you, on that. <laughs> like you if can't, two million, if you people, can't be, you can't look at a card and be like, "Well, we really want to give this a ten. Can we? Can we give this a ten? I, I, I gotta say, over the weekend, I was telling Doug before, but my sister, who actually broke the story to me, texted me on Sunday morning. Did you see the mantle card? Blah blah blah. And uh, you know, she's like, "That's insane. This is crazy. Like, uh, uh, you want to talk about it getting every, even crazier? It's like, what if I told that to her? Like, oh yeah, someone took it out of the protective case, put it in a different protective case with a different label, and it's now twenty million more. It's like, it, how do you explain that? How do you even explain? that how do you how, I, I mean, to me it sounds silly frankly you gotta, you gotta have some some stones if you're gonna be cracking open that <laughs> that slab though what yeah. a, i mean what we well think? you know what, what if you're like oops you corner. know what the, you know what it was in right because yeah. uh sports card radio it was, a, it was in a it was in a i got him i got the, some. the brick screw down the brick screw downs see i would be i mean somebody had to take that i wonder if he sent that into sgc because I, if it, that was me, I wouldn't nope. want to try to take it out. Nope. Uh, no Phillips. No Phillips said. Well, yeah, but what if he had just kind of kick it off the table One or wrong something? Move. There's a lot of moving parts I, there. I, I think cracking this slab is a lot more stressful than opening up a screw down. Well, I think SGC, I have seen a lot more big cards suddenly, and I don't know if SGC was waiting for this moment, but I have suddenly seen a lot more big cards. I think I saw a, 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 a Luca NT rookie RPA that was graded at 9.5 by SGC, my, a my Justin thing, Herbert my, one. So they clearly were, I don't know if it's uh, people saw the mantle and went, oh, I'm going to get more SGC, or if SGC was like, let's wait to unveil some of our big hitters <laughs> until my whole issue with grading, right? Like, this is great advertising for, for SGC, SGC yeah, right? Awesome. Like, again, it gets back to what Doug just kind of said. Like, you're looking at the card and, like, it's in their best interest to give this a high grade. Well, do you see what it because says on Because you, you know it's going to get so many eyeballs. That instantly has made SGC kind of the go-to for vintage cards now. Yeah. Right, I know, which is, you know, not, not great. But, like, look what it says on the card. It says... The Rosenfind, and in quotations, finest known example. It actually says that on the slab. 
So, and that's a quote from Mr. Rosen, who said he he had me and Cody watched the video today. There's a great video at like I don't know what national it is, but he's in front of Da Cardworld, and uh, Da Cardworld has a small banner. So when they were a little bit smaller, and uh, he was uh, he was talking about basically that he had gotten I think 50 of them that the guy handpicked. They were in good condition. They were just the mantles, and then there was an additional like 30 that the guy said it were in bad condition. So this one was the best out of the entire bunch of the. This guy had almost a hundred mantles in in the in, in the big find. So obviously, Mr. Rosen sold this and did not get anywhere near that. Can you imagine if he still had 80 mantles even at once, the amount of money that it would take? Yeah, this was a card that we were actively looking. Not this card. <laughs> no. This, like a version, like a lower. Uh, yeah, 52 mantle was what we were looking to buy. Right now, you cannot pick a worse time to buy a 52 yeah. mantle. Yeah. When um, you guys were looking to buy, how much were they? Uh I think I think that two point five, dude. It was what fourteen thousand, eighteen thousand. No, that one you were bidding on was a three point five, right? It was. I, I thought it was a two point five. I think, but it went for thirty six thousand. Oh, yeah. Ooh. But still, that same card. There was a one at the Burbank show. Yeah, that, that card had a gash in it. That the guy card was asking forty five thousand. That card. One. That card at a three point five is probably six figures. You could have been actually if you were smart, and now it's easy to know after. Is once this auction started, which was like a month auction, right? You could have been picking up mantles. I think I think a lot of people were doing that. Uh, right, and that's yeah. what ultimately jumped up the price. That's why the one he was trying to hawk it for forty five k. Right, because he well, and somebody probably bought it that weekend. Um, but before we have one more topic after this, is there any card that can break the record? Is this have we reached the the, the peak of a card no, selling for this? Of course, this? we haven't reached the peak. Well, what's going to outsell this? Cody's got these three cards: LeBron, uh, Brady, and Trout. The I, PSA ten fifty two mantle. When it happens. Honestly, I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. The most likely scenario is it's just a better mantle. Because right now, this. right now, if, if, if you have a good mantle that may be raw or something that you can cross over and you can get a PSA 10 mantle, that card will undoubtedly sell for no. 10 million more than what this card sold for. It'd be over 20 million. Absolutely. But let me tell you guys the next record breaker. Derek Carr. 85 star. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yes. PSA 10. <laughs> PSA 10. I 100% it's agree. Haunting we us. love you star collectors out uh, there. I, I don't. Appreciate it. I do, I do want to ask. <laughs> I disagree. Does this, like, when you think of, like, the, like, I guess, like, the common person who has, like, a passing knowledge of cards but isn't, like, delved into this world. Kind of, like, when they think of sort of the card, of, like, the holy grail of cards, I feel like they'll be like, Onus Wagner. Oh, you know, those tiny little cigarette cards. Those ones. You know, that one that I've seen. More and rare. Go, the Onus Wagner go, yeah, 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 that's the one. Has the Mickey Mantle now, is oh, it going I, to I, replace that as sort been, of the I think it's been. I, I think, think the Mantle's always been, been the Mickey really? Mantle. Yeah. yeah. Really? In my opinion, it's been always been the metal. Yeah, and I think it's since I've been back in the hobby. Yeah, regular card size I think makes makes a big difference. And in print media, how many times have you seen that fifty two mantle? That's yeah. true. Like a million times. Like we we all of us in the industry in in the hobby, we understand the importance of the Wagner card. But as an iconic, just sports card, the mantle's always been like up there. Yeah. Like achievable you can go to a card show and see the mantle you could like like you just saw one on I sunday saw two. The guy had two. you saw you saw two um you see any wagners no no 
Yeah. To, well, I mean, so. they're, they're, yeah, you're talking about, <laughs> I think there's 10 in the world. Exactly. So, so like, you'll, you'll probably never see one. You can go to big card shows, and right now, probably even more so, they're probably coming out of the woodwork right now. Oh, Everybody, yeah. Everybody's putting them in their display case trying to That's why that, I think there's going to be a PSA 10 coming out soon. It's probably I think, gonna be I think there's no better Golden time. auctions or something, right? No better time than right now. Oh, yeah. I, I also tend to think if, if we're talking, like, what card could take it over, and we all kind of just said, yeah, it's going to be another mantle. Like, it kind of just – because there are a lot of factors that went into it. Like, the Otis Wagner, obviously, why there's just a lot less of them. Even mantle, the whole freak, like, a bunch of them fell into the sea or whatever. They're just lost forever. So these cards are more scarce than maybe some of the other some of, some of these modern cards that we're throwing scuba out. Scuba diving, looking for it, man. <laughs> you think there is absolutely somebody read that story and then they heard about the thing? But like, it's because insane. if you if you do pull them up, no matter what kind of condition they're in. Even if you, even if they're just soggy, in just fact, soggy, jacked up, can't even read it. You you're could, just like balled up, you putting a PSA slab. You, Spo- you, Spo- you, SpongeBob got them all. You He's can make the argument all. that you could say these are. They'll they'll put it like they do with the SGC label. Where it says the rose divide. It'll be like the bottom of the ocean find. <laughs> it's all wet and it's moldy. It's like when they dug up those Atari ET cards. Yes. Yes. Or the yeah the yeah exactly. It no, makes that it was like a test. Run or something, right? Yeah. Oh no, they just wanted to. They, they said the game was so bad and it sold so terribly, they literally just threw it into a dump. Mm. Is what they did. Yeah. So let's get into a little controversial topic: myth breakers busting the biggest myth about breakers. And I've seen this chatter all over Twitter. Yeah. All over that the bigger breakers in the hobby are getting juiced cases from directly from the manufacturers and directly from Panini Tops, whatever, which is manufacturers. But it's not happening, guys. I'll tell you right now. We've been in this hobby for over 12 years. We know how product gets distributed. None of these guys are getting cases directly from Benini. They're getting them from distributors. Distributors get thousands of cases. They don't know what's in the case. It, it, there's too many logistics going on to actually get juice cases. They make too to, much product. Yes, they make there, too much product. There is just too many cases and too many boxes to logistically think that that can happen it doesn't happen just some guys open more product than the others you play the odds and that's how it happens there is no tomfoolery going on and honestly wouldn't you just think that these people would if if, if we got juice cases wouldn't you just think we would just open them who's tomfoolery probably a great breaker out there <laughs> tom brady's brother tom, tom brady Fleury. i mean why would these guys even break these cases online then if they've got juice cases i mean, I mean, I mean yeah ask yourself that that's that's just the most at the most basic level like if if certain guys and i know who like everybody says gets the the, the best stuff right now if those guys like you're getting the best stuff why wouldn't they just open it they for just themselves open, if, and get the triple logo man for themselves get the uh i don't know what else do they put trevor lawrence and phil shield for themselves right like they they would just be opening these things themselves if they were getting the best stuff mac jones shield i mean i if we there is if we not, knew that if we knew that was in the case there is not a conversation that is happening where somebody from the manufacturer is tipping these breakers off and saying hey triple logo man or Mac Jones Shield or Trevor Lawrence Shield are it, it's in this case. Yeah. That is not I I know I know conspiracies are fun. I get it. I get it. But it's not happening. Not happening. 100% not happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. And if you just sit and watch any breaker for 24 hours a day, every single day the whole year, you would know that there's a lot of dud cases <laughs> and then there's some good more, cases. More so dud cases <laughs> than good cases. Yeah. But honestly, I mean 
GTS is a big distributor, and they're right down the street, and they have a couple warehouse guys working, and they they're pulling from the pallet, and they, and these guys, none of the owners are there, none of the sales reps are pulling the product. There's no way for that this person to know which cases are going where. It well, just doesn't happen. Are you gonna promote a dud case? Right, exactly. That, that's also the thing. You're seeing like these big hits on social media because they are big hits. Correct. You're. You're not seeing like the 14 cases before it that basically were all dud cases. That is bad marketing to promote that. Damn, you mean one plus one is two, Dan? <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, not just, all it, the time. It, 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 but I, sometimes. I know you guys are, are conspiracy theorists out there, and I love conspiracy theorists. I said this, the same it, thing. This isn't one. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee it. It's not happening. You get cases from Panini as a customer, or you're getting cases, or you're buying from a big breaker who's getting it from distributors. It's all the same playing field. It all happens. Look who got the the the, the black uh, Mac Jones was pulled from a kid. I mean, honestly, the hobby shop. If you, so, I, I, and okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> if you believe the fact that these cases from said. Group breakers are juiced, and you're a customer of group breakers. Don't buy from anybody else than those said group breakers. Right, and in because fact it, because if if you don't, you're actually doing yourself as a customer a disservice. If why buy from anybody else? Buy buy from those people who are those those breakers that are getting juice cases. Yeah, it's actually funny that the, the complaints about it, and there's a few uh, you know voices in the hobby that are calling out names. It's like well. You're basically just telling your customers to go to somewhere else to break. Absolutely. Because you're, you're saying you never get juice cases. And you, and you think you're really good at marketing, but your marketing plan is actually sending your customer base to the people you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 100% no juice cases. It's not out there. It doesn't happen and never will. Uh, it's just there's too much product made and there's too many things in place to prevent that from happening. So do not buy into that hype. It does not happen. And, so. it, and I, I don't want to, I guess, single anyone out. But like also, if you are, I guess, maybe a smaller breaker who is either buying a lot from retail and you're breaking that stuff and you're like, why am I not getting the well, hits? Well, I feel like I'm answering you're answering your own question. You're buying more from retail and there are stuff to get from retail and from blasters and stuff. You can get big hits, but like. Just like anything in life, the if you get the tequila that's twenty dollars, it's not going to be as good as the tequila at the top shelf. Right. Like if you buy the bla the blaster boxes, you're not going to get the same hits. No. From don't the, buy blaster the, from box the hobby tequila, box. man. No, don't buy blaster box tequila. <laughs> is that, is that the equivalent of like a bo a boxed wine? <laughs> yes, exactly. You're, it's like yeah, the boxed wine's fine. It gets the job done, but like yeah, it's it's buy better when you're. Cuervo, better you better have more. some margarita mix, man, because yeah. that that doesn't go down. You don't want to drink that on the rock. Man, so that's that's it. Like you can get like we've seen it. We saw the kids like who pulled like the wander one of one that got pulled from like a Walgreens yeah. pack. It does happen, but it's not as common because again, you're gonna the more expensive stuff is gonna have the better stuff. There's a reason it's more expensive. Basically, yep. like you're paying for you pay for a better you you, you know you, you get what you pay for. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, the one thing I can say that I have seen sometimes is that sometimes maybe mainly towards product that's hand-packed is that sometimes you know if you get seven or eight cases from a distributor you may see a same player reoccurring 
Um, sure. And that might be a situation where whoever hand-packed that, it didn't get mixed up, right? So correlation issues, just like the silver packs, where it maybe didn't get mixed around and you can keep seeing that same player. That doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened. We're like, we, we got the – and we joke around because we still don't know. We're, we're conspiracy theorists on that, where it's like, we got the Mac Jones palette. Oh, yeah, Mac Jones palette. I mean, you're not going to like when, – when you get when you get a Mac Jones palette, you're not – I mean, you hit we hit a Mac Jones in every single – case of flawless on a ridiculous run and like doug was saying i think when they are put on the pallets to get shipped out to distributors they are not mixed around so that said pallet could go to one distributor and it's probably loaded with one player it doesn't happen all the time but i think sometimes when they rush happen. out the product they it doesn't don't get happen all the time but but we have seen that in the 12 years we've been breaking that it sometimes do, does go heavy into one certain and I think player. it's particularly more flawless than it is NT because I think yeah. NT has a lot more variety where you're not going to have the same player come up again. Yeah. But I think with flawless, there's probably like, what, 30 encased guys probably across the board. So it's probably easy for like, uh, this person's putting all the Mac Jones in, this person's putting all the Trevor that, Lawrence in, this person's putting, you know. So that's why I think that And happens. that's us coming up with that, like, theory. That, that we don't work at Panini. We don't. We're not packing out the pallets. We actually. We just see it happen. Yeah. So like, we come up with that conclusion on our own, but there may not be any truth to that either. Because we. Because we are not. We're not the ones packing out the product. We're not the ones shipping it. We're not the ones putting on the pallet. We're not the ones sending it to distributors. And we and we get uh, shipments in from different location from different distributors, and we don't even our inventory guys putting him in our warehouse, and we we don't know which one came from which one, right? So, um, you know, we just know that how much the cost is and how many we got. So we're not like, oh, this one's from this one, this one's from this one. But so you know, it could could just be the luck of the draw that we had that day that we had all the Mac Jones. But yeah, so so just you know, juice cases doesn't happen um what about what do you say to the, you made the hobby expensive like breakers made the hobby expensive what do you have to say to that it's because of you dan oh your i think evil the, pie i shirt. think uh, my my response to that is that the market always sets the price for these things like so the what the singles go for and what people are paying for the singles the dicta- dictates where the where the boxes are going to go if they're going to go up or they're going to go down i mean breakers did make it where the product is actually drying up faster ripped ripped in a rapid pace where you wouldn't see that like a decade ago um but but i mean and that that just gets back to supply and demand right like there's breakers who are blasting through 20 30 cases in a weekend or a day for that matter they're gonna go back and figure out who's selling it i want more i have a demand i have customers that want to rip more so are you basically going to, as a company trying to scale your business, are you going to tell your customer base, sorry, we don't want to buy anymore because we don't want to make the product cost go up? Yeah, no, I mean, I, that is that doesn't sound like well, good business. And we right? were getting some hate on Instagram, and I appreciate the hate. I, I just I love people commenting, so if you, you feel free to leave a comment. I heart on, haters. On, yeah, I, I do, honestly, because I love the conversation. But like, we were giving a lot of hate about the price to select. And uh, you didn't have, have we had any problem selling it? No. No. I mean, because that is the demand. And what I was trying to say is, like, we don't set the price. We have to buy it at a certain price. And the market will dictate. And you'll see the singles fall in line. 
You're going to see these golds. You're going to see these blacks. Yeah, they're not in every box. And there's going to be boxes that you spend. If you're buying a box, which we're doing breaks, so we lessen the blow. But you, but you buy a box for $1,600, $1,700, and you get $100 in cards. Yeah, that sucks. But there's also going to be those boxes where they do produce those big hits, and that's why the price is up. Yeah. Word. So, but we got to get C Red. Speaking of breaking, it's 509 or 510 okay. now. So, we got to get C Red to break. So, we'll uh, maybe we'll expand this, this segment and do a little bit more in the next coming episodes. But, you know, just giving our point of view on this thing, you know, of, of, of how this goes down, being in here for 12 years. None of these guys that were mentioned on Twitter that we know. At, Nobody's getting juice cases. It's just not happening. It, it doesn't happen. It's there's too many hands involved. Nobody knows where, what cards are in which cases. I know you'd like to think that it just doesn't happen. So rest easy knowing that that does not happen. Or we could use the marketing and say it does happen here, baby. So buy into MojoBreak.com, right? Ah. That's all we do is pull fire. Well, now I know that the little bit of this episode is going to get singled out and put on all over the social media. Nope. Breaker admits of juice cases. I know, right? Just going to cut that snippet out. <laughs> can you, uh, no, can no, you re-edit that and just put something never else? Mind, never mind. <laughs> Mo- Mojo, break. Mojo break is no fire breaks. Oh, and don't, don't, me, don't let yeah. me get you wrong. We, we don't pull, pull any hits. Just, we, pull, we pull fire. I just give it one <laughs> don't long. Let our name, don't let our name fool you. It's gonna we be, pull fire. If anyone's listening to this part of it, yes, I'm sorry for the three minutes of just constant bleep for the last three minutes so yes. i do apologize to our <laughs> listeners <laughs> well that's it well, that's all we got to for uh, today's show check out the hundred box mixer over at mojobreak.com for the kickoff uh it's gonna be happening next wednesday all hundred boxes are loaded yep they're all the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah so dan went through and Juice. picked out all the case hit boxes <laughs> for that one so juicy Juiced. breaks i think that's a good breaker juicy, breaks. juicy breaks juiced breaks Juicy breaks. I like no fire breaks. <laughs> that is that was the greatest name of all time. <laughs> but catch us on Twitter, budgetbreak underscore com. Same on Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week on the hype. Peace.